because probably the story that they've told you is probably what will inspire somebody else. And, you know, so storytelling needs to be something that is positive. It needs to be, it needs to have an integrity to it, but it also needs to be not translated into words that actually people can't understand. So, because people don't relate to that. People relate to people. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 166. This show brought to you by Yith Plugins at yiththemes.com and 10-Up's Elastic Press search at elasticpress.io. Let's join co-host Jonathan Wold and Anna Maria Radu for another awesome Woo conversation. Hi, I'm Jonathan Wold, and with me today is my co-host, Anna. Anna, who do we have joining us today? We have Abba here with us. I assume that this would be one of our most successful podcasts ever in the history of WooCommerce of us doing, you know, hosting these episodes. Wow, it's a high bar. I will let Abba, you know, live to the expectations, but if she would be willing to introduce <laughs> herself, because she has a very rich history and she loves storytelling, Abba? I'm not sure how I follow that apart from I am so excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, doing the do the woo. I, I had asked Bob, do I get to dance? <laughs> because, you know, because, you know, I thought that do the woo has a dance. That. Um, or or a or a music thing, you know. I forever write little little jingles for WordPress, so it. maybe I need to write them for write them for WooCommerce as well. So, um, so I'm I'm Abba Tarkor, and um, I'm a, a journalist by training, and I went then on to to do communications, project management, and and digital, and uh, I also build stuff. So I have this kind of brain that if you can't make it work, you think why not can we can we build something else so um so i love tech innovation and therefore i love being here with you because what you're doing is all about doing things new different getting the best out of something and finding new solutions which is basically what makes me tick and bringing people together so you know how's how's that anna for a start does that live up to your expectations yeah i love it you can go on <laughs> go on so Abba, I'm curious. You've been in this space for a long time. I think a little over ten years, right? I, sadly, a bit more than that. It's not sad. That's fantastic. Yes, let's let's, let's stick to the ten years. I feel I feel I feel younger then. Yeah, the more the more the better. Where, where did WordPress? Uh, and we'll talk about Woo in just a bit. But where did WordPress first come onto your radar? Um, WordPress came onto my radar under two different segments because it came under into my knowledge base in terms of a software and a tool along with other tools i've been doing web for um since 1998 um so you know i say you know original web 2.2 html you know did everything else been into dark rooms learned php come out screaming and um still go back into dark rooms occasionally and and do php um but WordPress was just a tool. It was just one of the things that I used. It wasn't. It it doesn't. It wasn't necessarily the end solution to anything that I was doing. Um, and I I'm a firm believer in choosing the right IT for the right project, and making sure that the people who are going to have to upkeep it can use that tool and that you're not creating something that they will fail from because one of my big passions is knowledge management and it's something I've been involved with pretty much my entire career. Um, so when I discovered that 
WordPress was just more than that. It was just not this little product that, you know, was on my desktop and some of my clients liked it, some didn't. But it was actually this amazing community that was all about learning. So for someone who's a trainer, finding a community that actually wanted people and helped them learn and more importantly, made it an made it somewhere that an inquiring mind could actually find a home without being you know despised or without being oh well you can't how you can't think because a lot of our a lot of our cultures are about not thinking and about not analyzing and i've done a lot of work with women in tech about how um women my generation in particular would be in tech companies and we would get to make the tea we would be building the solutions and as we build the solutions at the board meetings, people would come up and go, you know, hey, love, I'd have two two sugars in that tea. Here's my coat. And you would go 10 minutes later into the presentation room. And I had a fantastic um, chief executive who would um, who would say, and let me introduce you to Abba, who's been project managing this. And you could see the faces and it would just be like, OK, what is she doing? Because she's a girl and she's young and and you know in, in my career I have I've been on the opposite end of being quite young and getting quite high positions and not in a in a time when that was something that that happened a lot and I I literally walk in the you know in the footsteps of giants because I have followed my mother in in that in 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 tech and in in medicine um but also people of her generation that really innovated amazing things one of my best um ai colleagues is 89 wow and she can run rings around me and yet she never gets invited to do presentations you know so you know from that from that perspective discovering that wordpress was this space that is you know fascinating with helping people all over the world not just in the country that you're in and that you can be part of that and you can be part of making solutions and making that you know bigger i was part of the the, the lead um for leading the communications for how we did learn yeah. wordpress launch and i just feel so passionate about telling stories and telling people why you need to learn this and how you can learn it and the fact we've got a now free resource called learn wordpress is amazing so when you first so you 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 come exposed to this community and you see its attractiveness, right? Like this, the people that this focus on learning where some cultures just aren't. Yeah. What do you think makes the WordPress community like that? I've got thoughts, but I want to hear yours. Like what, what is it about that contributes to this willingness to help other people learn? I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's different things. I, I've, I've also got a background in community management and from a, from a management perspective as well and leadership perspective. And Part of that is about understanding people's motivations. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about, you know, what helps them put food on the table, but also what helps them in terms of motivation for their own personal growth, their continuous professional development, what makes them feel satisfied about the work that they're doing, which may be voluntary, doesn't have to be paid. It could be that they're using skills from looking after children to to project manage something in the WordPress space, or from um, you know I being a carer and and doing that equally from um, someone who might be a developer, but who wants to learn about project management. 
and the satisfaction that they can grow and learn from that. And I think that's partly what drives the WordPress community. But I think also um, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, we've got to go about diversity. But they don't realize that diversity and inclusion is what actually drives that learning culture. Hmm. Because it is about people feeling that they can and they're able to and there are no barriers to. And there's nobody saying, actually, you can't learn it because it's not in your language. Yeah. Come to the WordPress community. And it is. I've just um, done WordPress Translation Day 6th edition, uh, my third WordPress Translation Day. And literally, I go to every one of the the, um, the events that, that happen and I sit there with my dreadful Italian um, or you know really bad Spanish accent um, and but I try but I the reason that I try is because every time I do that I remind myself how hard it is for somebody whose English is not their first language to be not only translating what they're reading or hearing but translating it and then replying almost instantly and that is about how the community grows as well because when you see that you're inspired by it and you're inspired by people and you know it's part of the reason that um you know I was really wanting to do a contributor story series with WordCamp Europe which I was involved in starting and we carry on now and we carry on through other other things and why I feel passionately about the people of WordPress because it's telling those stories that inspire people to grow and to feel I want to be part of this even when it's hard because open source is not an easy environment and it has its challenges and the more that we can feel part of a community and we can feel not necessarily cosseted but feel that actually I'm okay to say or ask a question. I ask 101 questions. I've just been leading my first few bug scrubs and I ask loads of questions and I apologize constantly and go, I'm really, really sorry, but does that mean this? Um, but part of the reason I do that is because hopefully I'm old enough and been around long enough to ask those questions, whereas somebody who is new to the project may not feel confident in asking. You can model it for them. Yeah, show them. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was them, I wanted people to be asking the questions so that I could learn. So it's about giving back. What, what stands out to me as I've thought about it is I think there's this sense of shared ownership because I, I see a lot of people who will just give freely because that's who they are. I also see people, though, who wouldn't strike me as as being motivated by altruism, but who have this sense of if I help this person, it's also helping me because this is ours. And and with open source, it's like you can step into ownership. There's no barrier to it. By using it, you're partaking. And at least, I'm curious, like, is that something that I've seen yeah. where it's like, why are so many people acting? Like, why are they willing to help others? And I think whether we're conscious of it or not, there's this recognition. This is ours. The more people who have success with it, the more it also helps me. What do you think about that? I think there is, but I think there's also it's not just about ours. And from what I've seen, and I've you know in um, before the pandemic, um, eighteen months of every single contributor event that was in the community, I had some involvement with, and I was you know the journalistics and the you know communication strategist part of my head wanted to understand 
how and why we sustain contribution, how we get people to do long-term contribution, but but also what is that bit about altruism? Because it is, there is a huge aspect for that for a lot of people. And a lot of the people who spend hours, who work across time zones, who don't necessarily benefit in any way financially from the project, but still give lots and are behind the scenes, may not have the you know sense of ownership I, I hope they do in the long term I hope we can foster that because I think that's lovely I think if they can feel their ownership but they may have a sense of belonging and I think it's belonging to something that is bigger than yourself particularly during this pandemic because where people one of the things that we've you know tried to foster in the marketing team is has been about staying connected because People can suddenly feel very isolated. They can feel that their whole um, network has disappeared. They have no one to 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 peer share with, um, or no one their colleagues to share with, and that can be very difficult. But if you have a sense of belonging and hopefully a sense of ownership, which I think can come later on sometimes for some people, then it gives you it gives you that comfort zone, but it also gives you the strength to say, actually, I think this maybe would solve or could solve something. And it gives you a confidence to say that. It may not be received particularly well. And I'm not saying that open source is always a, a welcoming environment because I don't think it is. I think we aspire to be and everything that we do should be about welcome. Um, but the more we can make people feel that they belong and that they can take a break, they can go back and deal with a crisis that's happening in their life or their work, and they can come back. They can find things that suit them. I'm a, a great believer in async contribution. It creates a lot of work, a lot of extra work from a project management perspective. It's not a good. It's not a good route from a project management perspective, but it's a great route for inclusion, and it's also a great route for finding a better solution together. And um, I work with a lot of, um, of charity projects and carers projects, disability projects, and all of it is about co-production. And, and, you know, really saying that, please stop it being us and them. Please try and understand the words about co-production and being together, because actually you can make solutions together. And, and the, the way tech is advancing, um, and I'm very privileged to be in a, you know, in a, in a career, in an organization that can be part of that. And, um, and all the AI developments and machine learning that we're part of, um, there is no other route apart from working together. If we don't work together, the tech solutions will fail and they will fail on a humanitarian perspective as well as a business perspective because the two are now so intertwined in terms of delivery and understanding what guides and motivates people. And that's not about sitting on their shoulder and going, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to monitor anything you do. But it's about being understanding of the fact that your user is is pretty much king in a way that they have never been before. Um, and that innovation, I think, is also about um, Word, WordPress and WooCommerce because translation day. I sit there and I did the, I did the quiz at the end of the event, and and every time it blows me away to find that the big growth in our translation and our WordPress in, 
instances that are being used are in non-English um, US versions. And it always blows me away. And there is something very special. Um, and I, I can only repeat what I, I have heard with great joy from others because I don't have that privilege of, of doing, of, of being able to translate it to that level. I can translate to English UK, which, you know, is, is still important, but it's not enough. <laughs> um, but if you, you know, if you're reading your software, be it WordPress, be it WooCommerce, be it something else, and you're reading it um, in your own native language with your own nuances, and to hear the people every time talk about with such passion that the magic that they feel and the ownership that they feel, going back to your point, Jonathan, of using this, be it for a family, um, you know, family website or for a, an e-commerce platform or just a, you know, a library community scheme. But that sense of ownership, this is what I belong to and this is what I can build in my language, in my country, it's phenomenal. And I think that's going to be one of the huge growth areas for, for WordPress again in the future. And hopefully it will influence it even more. For um, And in, and I think it's something that we should cherish as well. I think I made a good point at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> and if this doesn't inspire our listeners who aren't already contributing to WordPress and WooCommerce to do so, I don't know what will, but if you need more details, you can contact Abba directly. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I never lose an opportunity to con to get people to contribute. Um, That's awesome. Um, I, th I think that it's very important for people to know that this is actually a thing. This is not just, you know, an agenda that we would like to promote uh, this is actually the reality of what's happening in really large and small uh, WordPress and WooCommerce communities. I would I would be really curious to know um, the story of when Woo came into picture for you. Well, Woo's I've used Woo quite a lot. I have I I work with some wonderful developers, um, and we did Call for Code um, last year, and um, we got into we. We did some really well actually, Culver Code, and but we've also been using it for for things like um, boats and boat trips, as well as um, in education. And I have you know the fabulous things that we're using for, but also just the the arts and crafts because you know I have a real passion for that. And um, I, I blame Dwayne for for this because he introduced me to crochet oh. and knitting, and and my my house has now been taken over by by um, balls of acrylic and and needles and he probably gets very very tired of me sending him images it's very relaxing by the way if you never tried it um but one of the things that i i discovered was that um working in working in big organizations and that the smaller organizations just did not understand how to to use e-commerce in a way that was about their whole business they used it as an add-on, and the days of it being an add-on, particularly pre, now post-COVID, really, uh, as much as post-COVID we're going to get. Yeah, as much as we are. Yeah, <laughs> um, it has gone. You know, this is an integral part of your business planning. It's not just something that you have as a oh, let, let's you know, let's add something, let's sell a couple of things. Um, the the best the best WooCommerce. Um, site that I probably done was um, for uh, for an 80 year old 
who decided that she wanted to have a shop and 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 she was so excited and I was like okay and she's going and I, I she was empowered and I, I kept trying to give alternative solutions because I thought she's never going to be able to use this um, and she not only uses it but she maximizes a huge amount of sales um, she now sells to very various different countries and um, and she's still creating designs that she's using but it was the enthusiasm that she had for it and she there was something about the name now I, I know I joked at the beginning of this about a song and a dance but actually um, I remember when I first you know talked to her about it and I said you know and it's and it's WooCommerce and she was like oh that's so cool a name and you know she just really got behind it and um and I was telling her about you know doing the woo and of course she knows it from the song so I, I've heard the song on the phone um yesterday as well um which she sings much better than I do because I don't know it um and it's when people who discover WooCommerce and realize that it's not this complicated big business solution that I think makes it special. I love WooCommerce London. I love the fact that they do the, the I you know, every time I talk to people about um, using WooCommerce as a platform, I also say to them, will you please sign up to going to these sessions? And even if it's not now, please, as soon as you start you know, developing your site, don't just rely on the developers, but also learn about it. This is the thing about going to the meetups in general. It's like, I, same for me. It's like seeing the seeing the enthusiasm. And for me, it's like, I have this, I, I see that like ownership manifested where the person, it's like, why, yeah, there's work. Like you have to figure things out. And I just, I see that enthusiasm that's willing to do it. That's willing to put in the effort. And it's willing to ask the questions. And it's it's infectious. Like it's it's like, oh man, it's it inspires. I, I, I hear someone tell their story. And like, wow, they did that. I wonder what I could do or could I encourage someone else to do similar? And that's something that even it's one of the things I've actually loved about the move towards virtual meetups over the pandemic has been the opportunity to get people connected who wouldn't otherwise. And at the end of the day, the thing that that made it all work was really the storytelling and the connection connecting around it. So at the beginning, we talked a bit about well, what do we want to cover so storytelling, you've got a lot of context in marketing, PR, communications, community. When like that's a word that we hear. Like what does storytelling mean to you? Why does it matter? How should we think about it? I think I hear the word storytelling a lot. You know, I've I've um got 20 blah blah blah. We won't we won't focus on the number of years. Um <laughs> experience in in um in journalism and and communications and pr and i get really exasperated when people tell me um in a in a professional environment oh well you know we, we will we will do storytelling and the storytelling is basically nothing about the the person or capturing the what it is that it means to them and it becomes some corporate um I'm trying to find a polite word to say it. Um, a, some some corporate blurb that has has nothing about the real person in, involved, and st storytelling to has been has been around for thousands of years. The only difference is the tools that we use. So um, 
you know, the a story to be effective has to have certain components to, to help people understand that story and to to reach and to be to be moved by that story. That doesn't mean that we we create stuff that's not there, which there is an emphasis on. And that's one of the things that I would I would really say to 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 WooCommerce firms, please don't um, create stories that aren't true, that are um, and because it it will come back because there are things like reviews and people, if you change their story dramatically to fit your corporate brief or what you're trying to sell, they will come back and they won't work with you again, but it's also a lost customer. And actually you don't need to do that because probably the story that they've told you is probably what will inspire somebody else. Hmm. And you know, so storytelling needs to be something that is positive. It needs to be, it needs to have an integrity to it, but it also needs to be not translated into words that actually people can't understand. So, because people don't relate to that, people relate to people. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do the Woo. Ith has been developing and selling WooCommerce plugins since 2015 with more than 2.3 million activations. As a Woo builder, you can count on a single framework that gives you reassurance of multiple plugin compatibility. With plugins for dynamic pricing, memberships, wishlists, gift cards, and multi-currency, just to name a few, they will have you covered for just about any WooShop build. And lastly, their plugins have full compatibility with Gutenberg, Elementor, and all the popular page builders and themes. Check out Yith and their commitment to the greater WordPress and Woo community, as well as their loyal customers at yiththemes.com. TenUp has a stellar reputation in building enterprise WooCommerce sites. But they also have an amazing solution for you or your clients WooCommerce store search with Elastic Press. Elastic Press is powered with faceting and autocomplete that gives any Woo store customers the experience they expect. All you have to do is use the promo code DOTHEWOO at checkout for 10% off your first six months at ElasticPress.io. And now let's head back to the show. So... Imagine for a moment, so I'm I'm a Woo builder. I've got maybe I've got a, a plugin focused on WooCommerce. How, how should I think about what you've just what you've just said? Like where it's like, okay, maybe some people leave me reviews, but storytelling hasn't really been a thing that I think about. Like, what 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 would you say to the plugin authors out there? Like, how should they think about this? So the the best stories are going to be actually the people who write you to you and give you a, a particularly strong review saying why it made a difference now don't just use their review and run it as a as a promotion with all your branding around it talk to the person Hmm. because talking to the person one you're more likely to actually get the context of that story that story itself is likely to therefore be more powerful you've empowered the person and the customer you've made them feel valued which is important because this customer has taken time to contact you it is so easy to say a negative review in in our in our culture it is um sadly and you know it is not something that people will jump to do to say and pay a compliment 
So the fact if you get somebody who does that, you know, if you the the RNLI are a really good example, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute institution, I think it's called, um, and they are a, a UK and Ireland charity. And they monitor, like many other organizations, they monitor what is happening. They monitor, like many other organizations, they monitor what is happening coming up. And But they don't just take them, reproduce them and, and say, hey, this is all about us. What they do is and, and what they do is actually something that is the same for you could do for product. It's let's talk to this person. Let's see what the context is. Let's see what else they might want to say. And it may be that they want to share more. And you've, if you don't have the conversation, you could have just missed out on the best story and something that will not only um, interest your audience, but will also motivate your staff. I think that there's also something to say about com- about trust elements, especially for newcomers in, in WooCommerce. Like we have reviews, maybe we have just a couple of them. We don't have much to count on. Are there some other uh, possibilities, like some other chances that they might? Certainly, yeah. And the, so the, so the WooCommerce um, clients that we work with, we, we'll often say to them, okay, if you are working with um, a, a charity or you are sponsoring something because you passionately believe in it, what are you saying about that? And not, and not from the perspective of um, making money off that charity or making money off that course, but actually what is it that you're, is part of your story? Because hmm. actually telling your story, and that doesn't mean telling the public, and I've seen it with WooCommerce builders. I've dealt with WooCommerce um, a couple of sites recently that they've sent me, and they literally talked about what they had um, in their toothpaste and when they brushed their teeth, what came out of their teeth. And it was just like, why would people want to know this? Um and, lit, and it was because they looked at social media and people talked about breakfast and things like that, and they didn't know where to start. Okay. So they, that's what they did. And, and, and I have got permission to sell that story because they said, someone should have told us this. It's um, <laughs> lovely. But it's, you know, telling your story um, and, and telling what you are comfortable with sharing. Because some people, and I, and I, and I say this, you know, from the fact that I'm, one of the editors of the People of WordPress series, and we've just interviewed Ronald. Um, and we've interviewed um, you know, lots of other people who are from e-commerce as well. But, um, but actually talking to them and saying, okay, what are you happy to be reading about yourself? What are you going to be happy about someone talking to you about? Is really important. And that's for any, any person. And that's the joy for me of, um, you know, coming from a, you know, a, I, a PR background where I'm a charter PR practitioner and that's a lot about actually thinking about the ethics of communication and how we deal with things in a positive way and we involve people we don't do it we don't do communications to them we 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 create or um we you know do do communications together because it's about being listened and heard and helping people be listened and heard is people are the greatest way to do that so, so you know, you, Jonathan, you've talked about ownership tonight. So if I was talking to you as a, a product developer, I would say, okay, so share a little bit about what that means in terms of why it's special to you, how and why it excites you, because that is your story. And that may be what you invite other people to share as well. And, um, for example, with the boats work that we do, we ask the captains to share 
what it is that they love about taking people on these wonderful excursions because it's actually COVID safety. Um, but, you know, it's and it becomes much more than this e-commerce thing that you're supposed to do. It becomes a living and breathing part of your business and part of your organization. And that is when business really innovates. It's when you get fantastic solutions. It's where you meet and collaborate with other people. And more importantly, you get to meet exciting customers that may stay with you for the rest of your business career. And that's the people that you want to be at your party when you retire. So it's bringing that bringing that locality back to you, really. When when I started working with the WooCommerce community a little over two years ago, I sort of looked and say, okay, what are what are the values? What are the things that that um, that matter to us? And I saw a few things that stood out. This the importance of inspiring people with what's possible, of empowering them to move from inspiration to action, like do something with it, and then doing so in a way that's as inclusive as possible. And for me, all that really was, was taking things that, that I've seen and felt in WordPress broadly, yeah, just bringing it into a, a bit more specific of a focus. Because a lot of that was about the store owners, right? The merchants, like the entrepreneurs, the people. So it's like, hey, inspire that 80-year-old that with what's possible and then empower her to take action on it. And then do so in a way that like isn't... That, that remembers that we're part of the, this global ecosystem, right? Where we think about language, we think about making things accessible. I, I, I'm curious from your vantage point in, in seeing both of these communities, seeing the same, and I would say the key difference to me is how the, the WooCommerce ecosystem has this benefit of focusing on, on business and, and transactions, where it's, some things are just kind of clearer because if they're going to do well, they're going to be focused on customers, right? Like they're going to be focused on solving a problem for a customer. Uh, I'm maybe, maybe let's start with uh, what are some of the differences you see between these communities, positive or negative? Can I give you an example going back to our storyboarding and storytelling? Please. Um, when, when we had the COVID outbreak, um, one of my, one of the things that I got, um, I got pulled into because I've got a, a background in emergency planning um, communication as well was doing public health. Um, and we produced um, pretty much around the clock um, public health information for communicators. And um, and as part of that, one of the things that I was being contacted for all the time was by um, people wanting e-commerce solutions. Of course. Because their businesses were failing, because their livelihoods were collapsing because they did not know what was safe. They did not want to take something into an environment and be the person who carried it there. And what it, um, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just the big businesses. So I heard from a lot of big businesses who, who wanted quick AI solutions. You know, if I had a pound for every, every time um, I got asked for a quick AI solution, I would be a very rich woman. Um, and um, some charity would now be very rich as a result. Um, but um, but what it showed me is that the opportunities for the WooCommerce community on, and, and for the broader e-commerce space are very different from the opportunities just in WordPress. And, I, I, and that's not to negate either of them because they're different. But what it means is that 
where WooCommerce is and the opportunities it had because you had um, you had a catalyst. Yeah, yeah. It enabled um, and should continue to enable the the WooCommerce community to to jump up at um, at a trajectory which the WordPress community has not had that kind of catalyst. Yes, more people took up blogs, but they didn't necessarily maintain them. And generally, I'm not talking about WordPress in, in itself, but just generally, the figures that we're seeing in terms of um, research data across the world is that a lot of people started telling and, and having websites. Um, but as things have changed, as we had a new norm, as they've gone back to work, and they've been forced in some cases to do that, um, that a lot of that self-reflection type sites have disappeared. Um, and that's not surprising. That's And it's not a, a, a disrespect to any platform that they may have used. But that's not the same for what we're seeing with WooCommerce and in the e-commerce space. The, um, I, my, my, my first degree is in economics um, and, and social um, things. So, um, you know, from, a, from an economics perspective, we are definitely seeing a huge growth in in what people are doing as part of e-commerce, but also how that is being part of their their existence. Yeah. Um, I went to a seminar this afternoon where I was speaking at. They were they were talking about how you know you need to find automated solutions as part of your e-commerce because this is now your life, and that is a different sense than you need to update your website. Now I I'm a news journalist by background and I've worked on 24/7 sites for major events and and I can tell you it is not the same because updating a, a website with rolling news has its issues and has its things that you need to change and monitor but running an e-commerce platform globally my goodness the the things that you have to keep on top of and if you have a, a good software that has um, appropriate and useful add-ons, add-ons that can grow, can change, can be tweaked to what you need it, can have automation within those things, can increasingly use the appropriate AI things, because that is where um, you know e-commerce is, is starting to go in terms of machine learning, into the chatbots. They're all part of that. But to do it responsibly. That is a very, very big challenge, but it's also a massive opportunity that e-commerce has never had the like. You know, I, I was part of the first e-commerce bubble, you know, in the 1990s and the crash and, you know, all the things on the websites and, and a huge amount of e-commerce sites just went to the floor. And that was a big, big catalyst. It's nothing compared to what we're seeing now. Yeah, I remember at the, when we we made the decision to go virtual with the WooCommerce meetups and just seeing the growth uh, almost. And, and what's happening is that people are coming in and saying, "Hey, help! I need help. <laughs> How do we do this?" And and people are helping, and they were getting stores online. And and there's it's just such a when you when you add the customer into because it's like one thing to have a WordPress site or a blog, and and you you have an audience, and there's comments, and there's there's different pieces to that dynamic that are interesting and important for a lot of reasons, and and be able to get those ideas out there and connect within e-commerce. Now you have this very direct, very visceral like customer relationship, right? Like that's either it, it just it kind of makes things clear, and depending on what you're doing. Uh, the opportunity for storytelling becomes a lot more like more obvious if you're solving problems for your customers. Uh, and then things that become, especially within the context of the pandemic, 
things like food delivery or like th- there's all these things that just are very, uh, very core to what people value. And I think there was something about this community and this sort of shared sense of ownership that uh, when I think about some of the proprietary platforms and where they play to their strengths, they are not able to, they, they have to, by their nature, take a kind of more of a one size fits all approach to, to the solutions that they'll make available, but just by their nature, right? Because they're focused on scale. Whereas within this like e-commerce, this open source ecosystem, we can take a much more like adaptive approach to, okay, what's really going to work for, for your needs and your community. Definitely. And I think that's actually one of the most exciting things about it. And we can still do that in WordPress too. It, WordPress has, has huge opportunities um, and, and growth opportunities. But there is something that is, you know, for, for WooCommerce, and that's not about taking advantage of the situation. It's about responding responsibly, creatively, effectively, um, well thought out and researched and being able to respond where change is needed. And um, I often say to people that, you know, well, yes, we can build you a, an e-commerce platform, but you still have to remember you're talking to people. Yes, yes. If you take the people out of your e-commerce solution, it's not going to work. Um, and, you know, I'll, I, I ordered a chatbot last week and on a WooCommerce platform and um, – it was the most dehumanizing experience. Um, I spent from 10 o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the night going round in circles with this chatbot because I had to evaluate it. Um, and every time I put my answer in, it would say, um, you are being recorded and you are doing this. And it was like, can I have speak to a person, please? Um, and in the end, I was actually talking to the, to the chatbot and just going, please, 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 human being. And there's there's been re- there's been research um, that won't surprise you that that what people say when they're on hold on the phone, and especially when they've been on hold for a long time, and <laughs> the the comments that come up don't ever assume that you're not actually being heard. Um, just a, just a little tip. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and and that's the same with chatbots. And I've I've you know I've worked with firms who who think it's really clever to have a recording device put into their chatbot so when when they can hear. And they say, oh, we're providing a better service. Um, no, that's an invasion of someone's privacy and it probably breaches lots of data protection. So, so another message to people out there, um, know your data protection. And if you're doing a WooCommerce site, don't, don't just think we can gather any information possible and we can use AI in any way or shape that we want. Because um, it's not a good idea. But, but going back to my, my people concept and the storytelling bit, it really is about people. And if your customers and, you know, um, I probably can't name a company. So um, so the a, a well-known shopping online service um, that has a has a, um, an e-commerce solution where people can try on clothes that that they um, I'm trying to not mention their name. Now, they, they can try on clothes that and see, oh, would they fit me? You can do that at some of the well-known um, specs shops, glasses shops. You can you can get an image to show you what the glasses might look like. And some have now got little Android people walking next to them to go, hello, how I think that looks really nice. Not because um, 
they they think that people are not important, but because they realize people are important and people will often um, take their um, their their basket, their 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 um their basket that they haven't taken through the checkout yet, that they have just abandoned, and they will be motivated to finish that if your message to them is actually a human message. It won't be motivated, and I've seen WooCommerce, um, you know, d developers um, do this too, and they make the messaging and the baskets so ferocious and so unhuman that you think, okay, you may get a couple of people who will convert, who will convert and finish their basket out of fear, but they're certainly not going to come back. And the chances are they're going to return that item. And that's a cost to your business. Wow. Yeah. What a difference the tone can actually make, right? Like just. It definitely, definitely. But you make it a pleasant message. You make it, you know, about the product. And that's increasingly possible with, um, with you know, automation as well, that you can make it about, you know, I've got candlesticks in my basket. Um, have you forgotten the candlesticks for your special occasion? Oh, yeah, I'm going to complete that. That's the person who cares about whether I get my candlesticks. I love it. It's not really a person, but it's it it gives an impression that as a store owner, you have thought about their customer journey. And again, post pandemic, and again, I, I know we've not out of the pandemic, but you know where we are now, the opportunity for the WooCommerce community to come together and understand how you speak to your customer how you f make your customer not in an artificial way but in a genuine way feel that you value them that they're not just a statistic that you actually want to know what their repeat item might be you might want to know um how they what what it was about their experience that they really enjoyed but don't ask them so many questions before they've left the site and immediately after they've finish the site that actually they just block you on email and and that's and, and the week i've got to go plug the woocommerce emails sorry it's really really cool but the woocommerce page on the help page it has a, a brilliant page all about how to do emails and any product developer out there and i'm sure jonathan probably wrote it it's it is fantastic and i it's probably one of my most quoted resources to people because it tells you I didn't write it. We have some really sharp folks on the marketing team who uh, I know contributed to that. That's one of the things that it's that it's also that it's that humanizing thing. It's one thing that Wu has done fairly well over the years is like bringing that personality. I and mean, with a name like Wu, you kind of have to look for, okay, we have we clearly have a personality potential as, as we're moving towards a close. When you think about this, the builders listening, right? That they're, they're work, they're either creating shops for customers are creating plugins uh they're a part of this ecosystem working with with these store owners what are some of the things that you want them to think about and kind of keep in mind given all that we've covered what what kind of guidance would you offer i think if they approach it from the perspective that actually not just i'll i'll, I'll go back to my giants quant if you're a new web developer and, and your store owner and you have never done this before one of the great things about using woocommerce is that you are literally standing on the shoulders of giants so you are 
not alone. These are tried and trusted um, and really enabled products that can help you and that you can learn from. So don't be afraid. Don't go into it half-heartedly. Look at the resources that are there because they are. And I'm constantly, you know, signposting things on the WooCommerce um, community site about, you know, where, and it's not just from a marketing perspective, but it's also from a, you know, a technical user. This is what you do and why. And if you're not sure, then there's probably someone out there who knows the answer and it's not hard to find now. It's not that you have to do a search that was like 300 pages. Um, so remember that, go into it positively, but go into it from a long-term perspective. I've seen so many e-commerce shops start up, respond to the pandemic and close because they have not been able to, to understand Woo. Um, and they've gone to another product that they've then not been able to do either, um, or they have been dissuaded by what they think is complexity, but isn't. So be clear on what your own skills are and what you need to bring in. So if your skills are not in developing the storefront, and it's not something that you are going to feel you get right because there's a legal aspect to developing a storefront. It's not just about um, I'll have a, a website and I'll you know sell some things on it. There's other things that you have to set up. There's payment gateways. There's identification. There's how you deal with data protection. Um, there's 101 things. You know, it's also about performance and you know one of my things about WooCommerce sites. Think about the performance and where you're hosting it. If that's not your bag talk to somebody who it may be. You don't have to hire the first person you speak to, but you do have to know what it is you're trying to achieve, where you want to go in the long term. And it's got to be more than just a two month thing that you might think, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll abandon it. Because it's just, it's, it's, there is so much now you can do. You do not have to be a big firm to have a really good, e-commerce platform and you don't have to have all of your products now I think that's another thing that I think people are misguided in sometimes and as a project manager it's one of the things that I'm really keen that people understand their their um their journey to the store and their journey onwards into into in how they may want to diversify their shops so be clear that you can sustain it be clear that you can expand your um don't wait to have all of the products that you may want in the, on your wish list um, because people do that. They don't get started. Um, the 80-year-old the that we talked about started with seven products. That was it. Um, and uh, first of all, she was going to have three. And we, you know, we, we, we said, okay, maybe a bit more than that. And she loves it. It's, and it can be that enthusiasm. It can be something that you learn about. It can be something that um, becomes, a, you know, part of your identity. And that is fine. And that doesn't mean that you have to have stamped on your head that you are the biggest or the strongest business person in the world. It just means that you have to have an enthusiasm and an interest. Go and look it up on the WooCommerce website. And more importantly, join the community, contribute to it and help make the solutions because that's what makes a difference. And that's what will 
will keep your motivation. It will keep your energy. It will find you new products and it will be something that you will be talking about to your, you know, your family and friends for the rest of your life. That, I think that that's awesome. And I would also like us to expand a little bit more on that. I checked your nonstop news UK Twitter handle and it's full of really useful resources and mentions of all kinds. I really advise our listeners to go take a look at that. Would you mind sharing some more resources that we can check to learn more about what you shared with us today? Yeah, definitely. We have a we have a we've been doing quite a bit on Wii recently, so we can probably put it all together for you and do a little special page for you if you know what would help. Um, and a lot of them do go to WooCommerce pages, but they do explain why because we find that um, just putting a link to something without explaining how this will help you to an audience that is frightened about doing e-commerce or is i or the opposite is got this such grand plans that they want to take over the world and you need to kind of go okay let's let's just scale it down a bit um but you know we can definitely do that we, we also have um, facebook we have non-stop um news uk on facebook and non-stop business support on facebook too and we we share stuff and resources there as well um and definitely you know more than happy to do that on twitter as you said non-stop news uk Um, and for, for people who want to, you know, um, there are plenty of people in the community who you can talk to. I am just one of them. Um, and I need to emphasize that, that, um, the, and I hope that you will get a warm welcome from anybody that you approach. Um, and, but if anybody specifically wants to talk about, you know, um, the, the journey that I've had that, you know, I've, I've been in releases, I've, I'm training, WordPress TV, um, marketing, community team, yeah, you know, WooCommerce. Um, but I'm in those teams because I know my skills can make a difference. And I want to help other people who are coming up who may not have had the experience. I've been really lucky. You know, I've had some great mentors. I've had, um, I've had, uh, I've had a mum who, who, who i still work with you know and who um is in her 80s and is on the release um and um and regularly picks me up on my code um and um shout out to nalini um so who's probably rereading my code right now from from the from the feature um thing today so i'm probably going to get in trouble when i come off this call um the but there there is so much and so many people out there it doesn't matter um what your background is where you live what your first language is um what your age is so you know and i think that's something from the wordpress community my personal thing is that don't just um think that if someone is is retired age that they're not actually able to contribute to just as much if not more um and value that And I think that's something that I see in WooCommerce that does value that more from what I've seen as a, as a, you know, as a, as a director of a firm, I've definitely seen that. Um, and I don't know if it's replicated in the community. I hope so. I've seen that as well. And I've, I've been really encouraged by that and, it's, and, and we want more of it, but and yeah, it's great. De definitely. And I think that, you know, I've, I've seen 70 year olds who are starting up businesses because WooCommerce is an option. And there's a community that they can connect with. And I think that is amazing. And also setting up websites because WordPress is an option. And that's great too. But, 
but um, we just need to find out about it. You know, there is for I was on the contributor lead for WordCamp Europe this year. And if you go to WordCamp Europe's website, there is a page called Contribute on the 2021 website. And you can find out all about the teams that existed at the time and some of the things that they did. Um, and it's a great way to start. Also, go to make.wordpress.org and find out all the teams um, or go to WooCommerce's community. And what I'd like to see is, is more of that in the community. I don't know if, Jonathan, if that is the plan, if there is, you know, to have people with specialisms be able to help with specific areas. But I think that's something that it can definitely learn from the WordPress community. And my recommendation for folks, like so the, the WooCommerce Facebook group, uh, if you're on Facebook is great. Otherwise, and or like showing up to the meetups, you mentioned the Lond London meetup. Uh, there are meetups all throughout. And if there's not one in your area, start one. Like yes. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there. And all those are brilliant stories. Now, we've, we've got the online w, WP meetup um, no. stories that we do. Um, and, and you know, I'm definitely going to um, – so if, if Bob decides to do my storytelling podcast, then I will. you'll be seeing a lot more of me because I will be wanting to, to tell all these stories of the WooCommerce um, meetups that exist. And they are. Every single person who has an enthusiasm to share is what makes it special. That's beautiful. Abba, I should say thank you so much for helping us fulfill the promise I made at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know if this will sort out, but it was brilliant. So thank you so much for being part of our conversation today. Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. No matter the need you may have in your next WooShop build, Yith has you covered with over 100 excellent plugins at yiththemes.com. And remember, add that powerful search to your client site with ElasticPress from 10up via ElasticPress.io. And of course, you can always stay on top of our episodes by subscribing to your favorite pod app. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.